All right. All right, we've got about an hour and a half left, so we're, we're good. So, <laughs> um, well, I have the awesome opportunity to introduce my lovely wife this morning, Christy. So this is my wife. We've been married for 13 years. Uh, sometimes we feel like it's been a lifetime. Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and this is our first time speaking together. Second, so, second time. Well, second we time because we spoke at the 9 o'clock. So, <laughs> as you can see, we're already having problems here. So, <laughs> so what I want to say is, this is like getting on the airplane or at the beginning where they say, uh, you know, when the turbulence hits, fasten your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. So get ready. It's true. Um, I just want to say hi. I've not been up here before, so some of you all don't really know me. I do have a little bit of a southern accent. I went to school in South Carolina for a while, so that might come out. And then we lived in Texas for three years. Um, but I do know the youth. I work with them on Wednesday nights, and I love having them. Some of my girls are down here up front. And, you know, when they're speaking, when Zach or Andrew is speaking in the youth, those youth, they're like, come on, that's right, let's go. So I'm going to open it up so you guys are free to encourage us and yell at us as long as it's nice. But, um, but what we said in the last service is, regardless, we brought our own encouragement. So yeah, I'll, I'll be telling, oh, good job, Christy. Yeah. That was great. True, I did do that. Good word. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so what we're going to do is just take you on a little bit of a story of um, where, well, first of all, yeah, you're, you're kind of I want to. I know. I, was, I did you're that before ahead. too. I jumped ahead. Um, we want to just say, first of all, we are not perfect. We're standing up here just to try to help um, share some of the things that we've been through, some of the obstacles we hit along the way in marriage, and in relationships, and how we kind of plowed through those. What did we do to get through some really difficult times? But we are not perfect, and so we do not have all the answers. And um, this is just a little snippet of kind of what we've been through. Yeah. And so we're going to, this, this series is living the kingdom life in the home. And, uh, and so as we prayed about this, that one of the big things, and that we've been actually as, a, as the pastors over the past few months, we've just been seeing, you know, we get, we get the prayer cards every week. And one thing we're seeing, we're seeing just get hammered is families and relationships and marriages. And so uh, it is on our hearts. It's on God's heart. Uh, to change that, to, uh, to begin to, to just speak into that, to pray into that, that, that we can uh, really change the outcome of, of what's, what the, the enemy wants to do. Let's do it God's way. And so uh, with that, we're going we're gonna to be speaking uh, about setting a firm foundation. And, uh, and we're going to do it from a, from a marriage standpoint, but I just want to say that these principles apply regardless of where you are in life. So we're going to be talking as a husband and wife. Uh, but regardless, if you're single, if you're divorced, uh, these same principles apply uh, to where you are in your life. So, so don't, uh, don't write this thing off just because you're, you're not married right now. or uh, you know. So any relationship you're in, it'll, it'll impact it. So with that... Um, Is it my turn? Your turn. Okay. So now I get to go. They had the slide up really briefly about um, a firm foundation, and that's what we wanted to talk to you a little bit about was um, what is your foundation like right now? We are going to take you on the story of we lived here for about six or seven years in Castle Rock and then uh, followed the dream job. Uh, Mike was um, offered to move to Houston, Texas, 
And um, real quick, we didn't introduce our family. Oh yeah. Do you have the the picture of our family? Can I do that part? Sure. Okay. So that's us. <laughs> Caitlin's our oldest. She's nine. Aaliyah's in the middle. She's four years old. She's the one that was born in Houston. And then Riken is seven. And he's looking really tough. I think he's into wrestling, and, and JR's really excited that he's a wrestler now. Uh, and so I think he's trying to show us, you know, how tough he is. And then little Winston, he's our newest addition. He's not so little. He used to be little. I could carry him in my purse at one point, but now he's 70 pounds. He's seven months old, so we love him. Uh, that's our family. That's our family. So our family, before Aaliyah, was moving to Houston. And what, what we found was on our way there, we felt like we had a pretty good foundation. We felt like we knew the Lord. Um, our marriage was doing pretty good. We kind of knew what to do with our kids, more or less. We only had two at that point. And um, things looked like they were going to be great. Mike was having this answer to this prayer that he had prayed over and over for this specific job. So you want to yeah. talk about your job? Yeah, so this job... Uh, this was the job, like the dream job, is what I thought. And I used, I was, I would pray. I go, God, this is, if I could have this job, this is what I want. This is, this is the desire of my heart. Can you give me this job? And uh, I mean, the chances of getting this opportunity were were slim to none. Um, it was a very small company, and the only people they hired were basically owners of other companies. And um, and they hired me on. I was actually the youngest person uh, on this in this company on this team a small team, and I had the opportunity to go down to Houston and run uh, and oversee the largest project in the country, uh, which was a, a multi-billion dollar project by ExxonMobil as they're building their world headquarters, and, and they had purchased a piece of property from us, and so we were building a city around them. And so I, I got the opportunity to go down and do this, thinking, well, and this is a 30-year project. I mean, this is a long build-out time. So um, this is going to be an amazing thing. I was excited. I told Christy, hey, we're going down to Houston. She was not so I was excited. Not excited. <laughs> I was not on board. I didn't hear that from the Lord at first. I at definitely first. heard no way. But, you know, we did. We really did pray about it. And, uh, and, and we felt like this is where God was leading us. And, you know, even my, even my dad was praying about it. And for him to say, yeah, I really feel like that this is what you're supposed to do, uh, was shocking because, you know, he's going to lose his grandkids. Yeah. Uh, he's going to lose his whole family. He called us later and uh, what was the song that he sang? It was, uh, oh, yeah, I don't remember. They were singing about how they were all by themselves on their deck. Yeah. Nobody around. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> it's just, just you and me here now, just, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah. you and just me here you. now. <laughs> Only you and me okay. here now. So anyway, so anyway. <laughs> I got to bring him back in. That's why I'm up here. <laughs> so um, his job started to not take the right turn. There were some people in upper management that just, um, just they didn't see eye to eye, and it became really clear that this was not what we had anticipated it would be. In the midst of that realization, we had moved our kids. Eight days after purchasing our house and moving into it, I had our third baby, um, and we had no family there. We had no relationships established. So we were starting to feel a little concerned. He had already been commuting for the work, so the job started to show up a little bit early uh, that it was going to be problematic. And then I, about three months into living in this house, three months after having the third child, I started to have very severe health problems. I started to have extreme go where the, the room would spin while I was standing still. I wouldn't be able to multitask. Um, I really couldn't remember. Um, real short-term memory things wouldn't come to me. I would forget things constantly, which sometimes is postpartum or just pregnancy brain. And a lot of doctors actually said, I think that's what it is. 
Um, after some testing, though, they just found that my titer levels were really high, displaying autoimmune disorder um, indicators, I think is the word. Yeah. Uh, but what we came to find out after doing some research ourselves was that we had, um, we found some mold in our master shower bathroom. And I was having really bad symptoms of mold toxicity, kind of like mold poisoning. And that really is what ended up being my problem. So he was starting to go downhill with his job. My health was going downhill. I was trying to care for three small kids. Yeah, and then, and then right after that, uh, Riken, who was our boy, um, it was his fifth birthday, and uh, we bring him in for the, just the normal checkup, and we get a call the next day, hey, we need to meet with you. And we go in and come to find out he has two holes in his heart, and they say, you're going to have to go, he's going to need to go through basically reconstructive surgery of the heart, open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And so all these things kind of going on um, really just flipped our world upside down. Yeah. And so this is the point where it's, you know, as you look at this, you come to a point in time where, um, where you have to make a decision, and you can either, uh, you're going to either draw closer to God during those times, or you're going to get angry with God, because God, why are these things happening to me? Why is all this stuff happening to me? We're down, here we are down in Houston, thinking we're following after God, what he wants to do, and our world is crumbling uh, beneath us. And so mm-hmm. it's like, what, what is going on? And so I just want to say to all of you, you, this is during those times, you know, when times are good, it's easy to go, praise Jesus, thank you, God, here we go, life is good, but it's during the tough times uh, that that's where we have to make the decision, are we going to draw close to him, or are we going to pull away, and it says, in the word, it says, as you draw near to God, he will draw near to us, and so this is the, this is kind of the, I don't know, the turning point of where you got to make that decision, because we're either doing one or the other. Yep. We're either, we're either at all times in our life, we're either drawing closer to him or we're moving further away. We're never in a stagnant position. So it's, in, it's important to, be, to make sure, just kind of do a check and say, am I drawing closer to God or am I moving further away? So, so in the middle of all that, what did you do and what did I do? What did you do in the middle of the sort of like things are crumbling around us? What worked for you? That's what we we're going to talk about. Yeah, so this is, and so this first point that we want to make is, is, is a right relationship with God. Yeah, having a right relationship with God. Now, I'm going to kind of blend. There was two things that I wanted to share. I'm going to kind of blend them together. Um, One of the things was, for me, um, when we were there, I didn't necessarily feel that close to the Lord. I was um, felt like I had a good foundation, but I didn't feel like people say they hear from the Lord. Either they heard him in their mind, in their heart, and however. And I just didn't feel like that was the case. And one of the things that came to me, an aha moment, was the verse in Psalm 104. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And I knew that. I'd heard it. We probably have all read that or heard it at some point. But I didn't really realize that was an invitation of how do you get close to God? How do you draw near to him? And for me, it started with just saying, thank you, God. I appreciate you. I praise you. I give you thanks. And that's when I started to draw closer. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to share, do you want me to let you share for No, a go ahead. The other thing I wanted to share, just because we're kind of tight on time here, is um, Mike was working really long hours at this point. He would leave at 7.30 and drop our older kids off at school. The baby was home with me, and he wouldn't come home until somewhere between 9.30 and 12 at night. And so the hours were really long. Um, This was not my dream position. I was not having a lot of fun in this situation. Um, And my mind and things started to go in a really off direction. I could have 
taken our marriage down, could have taken our family down. And I realized at night, I'd have put the kids to bed. It's 8.30. I'm going back, starting to clean up the kitchen. And um, my mind would just start to get angry. And I would be frustrated. Why are we here? What are we doing? I can't believe he's working so long. I can't believe he's not here to help me with these babies and everything. And I don't know if it was God or maybe it was a family member or somebody encouraged me to start changing what I was thinking about. And their easiest and quickest encouragement was to start playing something that encourages you. For me, I wanted to start listening to pastors that I really enjoyed hearing online. So I would find a podcast app or Focus on the Family does a great job of giving ideas of what you can do to strengthen your relationships or your marriage or your family and things like that. And I just let that play. And what it did was change what was going through my head. And as what changed in my head, my actions also changed. I was able to receive him at 10.30, 11.30 at night and still be happy to see him and not angry. And that was a big turning yeah, that point. Was, that was huge for me because I was working crazy hours. I'd, and I'd leave at 7.30 in the morning and I'd come home between 10 o'clock at night and 2 in the morning pretty much every night. And so I, I didn't see the family that often. I'd see him on the weekends. And, um, but it was, it was hard as it was. And I think it would have been so much harder had I have come home to a mm-hmm. wife that was now upset with me for coming home late. And, um, and so and we did a lot of things wrong, I'll yep. just have to say. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, we'd love to share. You know, we asked our kids what we did wrong. Did you want to tell them about that? Yeah, but let me, let me oh, just finish. I cut you off? Yeah, you kind of cut me off. Sorry. Um, so, because I was, was going to compliment you. But, but what... <laughs> I'm ready. So, what she would do is, is I'd come in the door, and she would say, she'd give me a big hug. And it would be 10 o'clock at night. She's, you know, if it was 2 o'clock in the morning, she's sound asleep. But ten o'clock, you know, I'd have a little note, you know, the uh, meals in the... Foods in the fridge. Foods in the fridge, yeah, warm <laughs> it up. Um, but if it was 10 o'clock, you know, I'd come home, and she'd give me a big hug and just tell me how much she missed me. Uh, she'd have food ready for me. And, um, and it was just, it, it made me feel great. I mean, it made me feel, and it, and it made me want to get home earlier because it was like, man, I want to be with my family. I want to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was a great part of our, of our relationship that I think really helped to strengthen it. Um, but I, w- I want to jump back because I think. Can oh. I share one thing? No. <laughs> yes. I love cutting him off, it seems. Um, so we do want to say, we did ask our kids, okay, so can you tell us a mistake that mom and dad are making? Like, can you point out, which they quickly pointed out to us? Yeah, there was no, has, there was no like, hey, let me mistakes. think about it for a minute. It was like, no, we got it. They jumped right in. They said, oh, yeah, mom, you yell too much. And if, um, if you live next to us, our neighbors were here at the first service. That's true. And I said, you know, you, you telling me this is making it very difficult for me to be the parent that I always imagined I would be. And just their behavior... <laughs> So, and then they told Mike, what did yeah, they tell you? They told me that um, I need to be home for dinner. Um, mm-hmm. So, more often. And uh, so, that, that kind of hit home, obviously, again. And then and the second one, they had two for me, go figure, mm-hmm. <laughs> without hesitation. And the second one was, when I am home at the table, they're like, Dad, you got to stop texting at the table. No more, no more using your, your phone at the table. So, um, I'll just say to you guys who have kids, if you really want to find out how to improve your family life, just ask your kids. Yeah. And they'll quickly tell you without any hesitation, I guarantee it. <laughs> and it might not be what you want to hear, but it's probably what you need to hear. Could be. Uh, but I want to go back and just, as we're talking about the right relationship with God, I just want to say one of the other things that, that we did um, and that I had to do 
um, you know, luckily we had, we did have a foundation uh, with God, and that was that was key. And without that, um, I don't know where we'd be. Uh, but thank God that we had God, and that we we knew. Mm-hmm who God was, and we were able to, to draw close to him during those times. And, you know, it says, seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. And a lot of times, I think what we do in life is, you know, we're seeking after the job, we're seeking after the career, uh, we're seeking after, you know, the, the nice house, and, and all the things on this earth, that, you know, the, the big 401k so we can retire early. Uh, we've got all these things in mind, uh, but God makes it so clear he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. And right after that, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so, so I just want to say, what we were able to do is, is, is really dig deep with God during those times. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer, in the word. And, and let me say another thing, and I didn't say this in the first service, but I think this is so important. Um, you know, we do, we listen to podcasts. Uh, there's a lot of great books out there, and all these things are important, and they're great, and they're, um, you know, they're helpful. But don't miss out on your time with God in the Word. And sometimes it can be really dry, and sometimes it can sound like crickets. I mean, all, that's all you hear is you're, is you're trying to get the, uh, read the Word. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, is that Word is, is life. And as the Holy Spirit, as you just spend that time in the Word and spend that time in prayer, that is, that is the key. That is, it's kind of like the manna. Uh, in, the, you know, in the Old Testament with the Israelites, if you have that manna, it's, and it's daily bread, it's the only thing that you can, t- that you can take that you need on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you, when you pick up a book, that's great, but it's kind of like old manna. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not the revelation that today that what God has for you. So, mm-hmm. I don't want to disregard books and things like that, but what I want to say is, is, first of all, open the Bible up and allow the Holy Spirit, because it's the Bible and the Holy Spirit working together, which is the rainbow that's word good. of God. And that's where, you, that's where you're going to get the revelation. That's where you're going to get the, the food that you need for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, you're going to need it again. And the more, I'll tell you, the more you eat it, the more you do it, the more you need it. And it's just kind of like this craving of having more and more and more. And so I, that's, I just want to challenge you with that, and especially with men. I just want to say, men, God has given us um, a responsibility to be the leaders in our homes. And, and the only way we can be leaders in our homes, the only right way we can be leaders in our homes, is if we are first of all being led. Mm-hmm. And the key is, who are we being led by? Mm-hmm. Are we being led by the world? Or are we being led by God and by the Holy Spirit? And the only way we can be led by God and by the Holy Spirit is when, when our heart and our time is put into uh, spending that time and understanding who God is, understanding his nature. And as we begin to understand that, then we can be led by him, mm-hmm. which then allows us to lead our families the way we need to lead our families. That's a good word. <laughs> I'll be, yeah. And I, yeah, I think I was going to share a little bit. Do you want to skip that story? Probably. Um, I was going to share, too, to ladies, sometimes it's... Um, it's hard to follow. Sometimes we feel like we know how to get it done. We can probably do it without them. And uh, that could be true. Sometimes we may have better answers. We may have better ideas. The Lord did set man up as the leader. And we had a little story about, really, it's women and men side by side. It's not one behind the other, other in front of, one in front of the other. 
But um, sometimes our men just need to be followed. Sometimes someone's not leading, but if you start following them around and they realize that someone's following them, they'll realize they need to step up and really lead. And sometimes we just need to encourage them and kind of bolster them up in that. Mike did a great job in our marriage. Um, I wouldn't say he always led us perfectly, but I took confidence in the fact that I knew his heart was for the Lord. He was constantly trying to seek the Lord, trying to hear from him. And when he did that, it gave me comfort to say, we may not be going in the right direction. We may get this wrong, but I know that he's after the Lord, so I can at least follow that. And, and so, you were a great encouragement in that as well, because as I was leading, you were, I mean, and maybe not leading very well, um, you were still encouraging me rather than discouraging me and saying, you know, you need to do a better job. But um, it was always like, hey, I, you know, I love your heart. I love where you're going. And, and, and that, that gave me a confidence just that, hey, my wife is behind me. She's with me. Uh, and so in the things that I want to, that I feel like God is moving in, us into, whether right or wrong, uh, mm -hmm. somebody has to lead. And so um, with her by my side, it, it made it so much easier to do it, to do it together and to do it well. Yeah. We had fun. We made a lot of, a lot of <laughs> mistakes. Yeah, we won't go through all the mistakes. That's, For a different we'll day. We'll just tell you about the good times. But uh, there were a lot of rough times as well. Yeah. We, oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah, in the first year of marriage, we had marriage we're gonna, counseling. We're we don't need to talk about the we bad do. times. We do need to talk about this. Um, the first year of marriage, we didn't put the picture up. I felt like it might be a little much for Mike, but he, we did get in an argument, and, um, and he ended up punching something that was stronger than his right hand. It wasn't Christy. No, Just, no, you know. no. <laughs> it wasn't me. But yeah, he came home with it. We went in and got a cast, and he had a boxer's break, and then he had to go speak at a men's conference, which was yeah, the, really funny. Yeah, like two days after that, I had to like go with my dad and speak at a men's conference with a cast, and so I had to explain how I got a Why we cast got, we on my a, hand. an argument in our marriage. And we've <laughs> As been I punched through, the floor. Hey, hold on. Sorry. We've been through counseling. I just want you guys to know, we've been through counseling. We've been through... Um, We're going to need to go through counseling after today, just so you know. I know, seriously. <laughs> Are there counselors in the house? <laughs> Mo and Paige. Um, and so what we do want to kind of, we have to wrap it up here, but I want to say um, one thing that's really affected me, and, and I heard this in a message recently, is that no matter where we are, we all have different things that we're going through and different things that we're dealing with. We have addictions. We have strongholds. We have depression and anxiety. I work with the youth, so we really get to see kind of what they're dealing with, um, self-harm and all these things that they're going through. And a lot of times we feel like we need to correct some of that, and then we can ask God for help uh, as we're on our way. But really, God, the, the Bible says, we are the righteousness of, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're his righteousness right there because of Christ Jesus, not because of where we are, what we're doing. And the, the Lord says, invite me into that. Right in the middle of the drinking or the addiction or the drug use, invite me in and I will walk you out of it. And so what we need to do is just really realize he wants to be a part of that. He wants to be down in there with us. It's nothing that we can struggle through and get out of. Yeah. It's you a got good, anything else? It's a good That's a good word. word. Thanks. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to take communion this morning, and we're going to do it in a little different way than we've done it in the past. Um, before we take communion, though, I just want to take the opportunity, uh, you know, for, for anyone who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, um, this, is, this is the most important thing, the most important thing above anything else. And so 
it's important, I think, that we just take a, take a moment here. And just if there's, if there's anyone, and I'm not going to have people raise their hand, um, and we're not going to say a prayer. Uh, we're going to do it a little different. Because it's really, at the end of the day, it's from the heart. It comes from the heart. And it has to be a heart decision to say that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the direction of my life. I'm going to change, ultimately, uh, where I'm going for eternity. Um, and, and also, probably for generations to come. And this, so it's an exciting time uh, to come to Jesus. Because this is, this is where it all, this is really where life begins. And it doesn't necessarily get easier, but it does get better. Uh, because you have a hope uh, of a future uh, with him in eternity forever. Yeah, and this is, and this is, this is the foundation. Without this, there's really, there's no foundation. You can't have that foundation. And so, um, if that's you, if, there, if, if you're someone that says, man, I just need Jesus in my life, here's all, the only thing you need to do is you just need to say, Jesus, I just, and it has to come from the heart, but you just say, Lord, I just ask you to come into my life. Change me, make me who you want me to be, and he'll, he will do that. He will, he will meet you right where you are. So you don't have to clean up. You don't have to have things right. You don't have to, you know, get all your sins put aside. He's going to meet you exactly where you are. So with that, we're going to take communion. And, and same thing with communion. As we take communion, God meets us right where we are. So, uh, well, first of all, I just, I want to read just a scripture. I want to read 1 John 3.1. And I think this is just going to tie into as we, as, we, as we have communion today. It says, How great is the love of the Father is lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. And it's not that there's anything that we've done to deserve this. This is actually who we are. We are his children. We are his sons and his daughters. No matter where you are in life, no matter what what's going on, no matter, uh, you know, what depression, anxiety, whether you're involved in some sexual sin, uh, whatever it is, God's the one that's going to take you out of that. It's through his love. It's because his love is lavished upon us. And when we open up our hearts and allow that love to come in, that changes us. That changes who we are. It, we, it, it helps us to, to look at the sin, the things that are in our life and say, I don't want that anymore. I want to live a life after Jesus. I want to live a life for Him. And that's the foundation. That's the foundation of who we are. So, so we're, going to take, we're going to take the elements and we're going to do it in a different way. Um, and, I, and I don't want this to be a rush time because this is so important. And I want you just to, to reflect. And so here's what we're going to do. Let me just explain what we're going to do first. Um, we're, so we're going to get out of our seats and we're going to go down. We've got, we have the elements up front here. Uh, we have them on the sides as well, and we have them in the back. Um, and we have the gluten-free in the back as well if you need gluten-free. Um, and so understanding that, that the body, this is the represents Jesus' body, which was broken for us, and that we would take and eat in remembrance of him. And then, and then the, the cup is the blood. And this, this is the, the blood of Jesus, which was shed for all of our sins, for everything that we have. We can't, without Jesus, we can't, we can't go to God. It's only through him. And so this is just done in remembrance of him. And so we get to do this this morning, but I just want this to be a time that we're, 
where we can come up. You can come up, so you're going to get out of your chairs. You can, you can grab the elements, but don't necessarily go right back to your seat. Uh, you can, you can take communion with your spouse, with friends, uh, with your life group if you want to do it with your life group. Uh, you can do it by yourself if you just need to get alone and just say, God, I just need you. Come up to the altar. Come up. There's steps over here, over there. Take some time and just allow God to minister to your heart and to meet you right where you are. And so we're going to pray. Psalms 139, 23. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so, Lord, I pray that you would test us. Lord, that you would open our hearts up, that you would, you would show us, Lord, if there is anything there that, is, that needs to be fixed, that needs to be corrected, Lord. It's only through your love, Lord, that we can be changed. So, Lord, I pray that as we take these elements, that as we come up, and, Lord, as we reflect on you, God, that you would speak to our lives. You would speak into our hearts. And, Lord, you would show us those things. God, you would firm up our foundation in you. Because without you, God, there is, there's, we have nothing. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that we are your children and that you love us, that you have lavished your love upon us. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So take your time, and then you can just come up and get the elements, and you're going to do communion. And if, if, uh, if you don't want to get up and you just want the, someone to bring the elements to you, please just raise your hand, and we will have... One of the ushers, they'll bring the elements to you, just so you know. All right. And then afterwards, we're going we're gonna to end in a worship song.
is our desire to know your heart. Lord, I pray that as we move into this new year, into 2016, God, that we would let the past be the past. Lord, that we would move forward towards the mark of the high calling. Lord, that we would firm up our foundations in you. That our hope in everything that we have, Lord, that it would be in you. Lord, I pray that the love, that your love, that it would saturate our lives, that it would penetrate deep, that our identity would not be in the things of this world, but that it would be in you. And Lord, that as we move forward, God, that we move forward knowing who we are, as your children, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, Lord, that we could live the kingdom life right here on this earth, that we could impact people's lives. God, that as we go out, it is not about church. It's not about Sunday mornings. It's about every day. It's about the workplace. It's about the home. It's about living a kingdom life wherever we are. So help us not to have the facades to look good on Sunday morning and then to, then to go into the regular routines of life. God, help us to soar above the worldly system, things of, of this world. And let us see things, Lord, through your perspective. God, through your eyes. Lord, that we would make a difference in the world around us, to the people around us, that we would be light in a dark place, that we would bring hope to a hopeless world. God, that we would bring your love into situations. God, when we see people in need, Lord, that it would be through compassion, Lord, that we would touch people's lives, that we wouldn't walk past people and say, and wait for the next, I'll oh, let the next person take care of them. God, that we would be that Samaritan, Lord, that goes after and touches people and picks them up and brings them to Jesus. Because it's all about you, Jesus. So, Lord, I pray that we would go into this new year with a new power, with a new anointing, God, that we would go with your heart. And Lord, as we started it off this morning, Lord, that we would wait upon you, that we would allow you to lead us as we go, that we would not go without you, but that we would go with you wherever you lead us. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to read this word. This is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.20. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. 
And may your Holy Spirit, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. So go with him. Have a blessed day. Amen. You're dismissed. Oh, we have, uh, we're going to have teams up front as well. So if, if, uh, if you need any prayer, please come up. And uh, I think my dad would be very disappointed if I didn't say, go Broncos.